Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on The Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of The Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ Community, or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. That's ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership and the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. You can find us on the World Wide Web at OFJcommunity.org OFJmediamonastery.info On YouTube at www.youtube.com slash user slash OFJTV To find us in the Apostolic Communion you may find us at apostoliccommunion.info On behalf of executive producer of this network, Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson, who hosts various programs on this network, along with the presiding bishop, Lee Ellen Peterson, Father Michael Sherbert, and myself, Father Brian Rice. We're excited to have you a part of our lives, and we will bring you uplifting programming, always. Good evening. This is Linda Marie Nelson, and welcome to our show. This is The Way of Consciousness, and this is Tuesday, September the 27th, and I'm broadcasting live out of Nashville, Tennessee. We welcome you to The Way of Consciousness. We are all members of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, which is an all-inclusive spiritual community. Uh, We work in mentoring and teaching, and we also offer programs that can lead to ministry ordination if someone is called to serve in that capacity. This evening I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, 
Bishop Lee Allen Peterson out of the great state of Texas, and Father Michael Sherbert out of Nebraska. So welcome, gentlemen, to this evening's broadcast. Good evening, everybody. Great to be here. Bishop Lee, how are things going there? Yeah, how are things in the great state of Texas this evening? They're wonderful. (laughs) Well, good. All life is beautiful. Yes, Yes, it definitely is. And Father Michael, how are things in the great state of Nebraska? Well, we had a very busy day, but the day itself was a very nice fall day, sunny, uh, clear skies, uh, just beautiful. Well, awesome. It's great to be here this evening, and we're going to pick up our conversation about... um, desire and co-creation and deepening our inner relationship um with uh, God and with your with your permission uh both of you I would like to go back a few pages and just read something to start with um it's the question where uh the next time you are asked who you are um consider telling them this I am the extension of love in form I have never been born and I will never taste death I am infinite and eternal and I shine forth as a sunbeam to the sun I am the effect of God's love and I am here before you to love you I just love that I love yes. that statement very beautiful that's that's beautiful, Linda Marie, and it's it's also uh, the absolute truth. But and I'd be interested in, if people would send us comments about <laughs> what people's reaction are when when they say that. Yeah, I, I would like I would like to hear that myself. And before you begin with our with our discussion uh, uh, this evening, Bishop Lee, I'd like to just remind everyone that we have a call in number, area code three four seven. Two three seven five six two five, and we welcome your comments and questions, and we invite you to enter into this uh, to this ongoing uh, conversation about mastering our inner relationship with God. So, Bishop Lee, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind starting this evening. Okay, we'll remember from last week that what we're doing is following the thread of desire. And so we've we've been doing a little exercise uh, where we get up and and uh, we, we uh, close our eyes, we take a few deep breaths, and we put our hand on our heart and we ask ourselves, um, what is it I truly desire? <laughs> and then we do this over a period of time and we follow this thread back. Now today, what we're going to understand is why are we following this thread back now last week we also talked about separating the wheat from the chaff and I want everyone to remember uh, that the chaff is the uh, thinking of the world and thinking of the world would have you believe in smallness that the only result in this and it can only result in perpetual suffering as long as you think you're small, um, then then every, you're going to be everybody's victim. 
But the wheat is the food that gives life because it is filled with the love of God. So we need to ask ourselves, how much of God am I willing to receive and allow to be expressed through me? Let this be one of your desires. How much of God am I willing to receive and allow to be expressed through me? So in doing these exercises, we should fear, not desire. We should embrace desire and desire to embrace it, to touch it, to feel it, to know it, to dance with it, sing with it, and look at it innocently, feel it wholly, and then learn to discern through the way that, that we have been talking about what desire is truly, that thread that is shining forth through all your days. Then decide to let that desire inform your choices so that you create a life that serves the fulfillment of that thread of desire. It's not desire that's the problem. It's the lack of fulfillment of that desire. Mm-hmm. And the reason we don't fulfill that desire is because we believe somewhere deep inside of us that desire is bad. So throw that thought out. That's not a good thought. <laughs> desire is good. And then Yeshua tells us, he says, you know, I had to do the same thing. For I began to notice that there was a thread of desire in my heart to create some form of demonstration that would be so overwhelming that anyone who turned their attention to it could not help but be reminded that there is something far greater to life than living to survive and surviving just to live. Now, you know, we have many ways in which we look at the life of Yeshua in the world. Most of them are not... Most of the time, we do not look at his life innocently. Huh. We we look at his life with all these preconceptions. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the Lord. Oh, he's the Savior. And and not that he's not these things, but he would not have you look at him like that. Exactly. You see? He would have you look at him and say this. What is his life demonstrating to me? What is his life really trying to say to me? And then we find that what his life is revealing to us is a concept of God that prior to his incarnation, we really didn't have. If you go and look back at the world's traditions, what was God? God was generally an old man sitting on the throne waiting to throw a lightning bolt at us or waiting to record our sins or waiting to send us to hell. And that was the general, that was man's concept of God. And when Jesus came and and incarnated, he revealed a different aspect of God from all those things. He revealed the aspect of God of God, who God truly is, which is love. So that's, that, you know, that that's what he's trying to teach us, that we can live a life that is not based on suffering. We can live a life that's based on peace, love, and joy. 
An abundant life is what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Even when I was young, I began to get glimpses. At first, they were fleeting. Something was compelling me. As I learned to trust the desire, the pictures became clearer and clearer. And this is going to be true of you also. As you learn to trust desire, as you follow this thread back and make contact with your inner being, <clears throat> then you also are going to be given glimpses. You will also find something compelling you. In those moments of revelation, when I was still but a teenager, I saw myself standing on hilltops surrounded by the multitudes. I marveled at the words that came through my mouth. I saw glimpses and pictures of being loved by millions. I saw pictures of things I could not even comprehend because they were literally pictures of what I am doing now. And how could a teenager living in Judea 2,000 years ago have any way of comprehending the use of the technologies of your modern world in which to communicate love? It made no sense to me. But still, I decided to trust it. So in this passage, we're learning that we need to trust whatever desire comes up. Even if we don't understand it, we need to trust it and we need to follow it. <laughs> Excuse me. A part of the thread was the recognition that death is unreal. And this is a major part of Jesus' revelation to us. Therefore, I thought I ought to be able to create a demonstration that would prove it. Now, think about that for just a moment. If the thought was born in you, and you tried to share it with the world, would you not be told you were crazy to dare to think of a thought so out of line with everything that the world believes? But because I followed the thread of desire, I began to realize that it kept speaking to me day after day, week after week. I wanted to grow. I wanted to be nurtured. Finally, I decided I am going to allow that thread to be nurtured. I am going to discover where it takes me and what it's all about. So even Yeshua himself at this point is on the very same journey of discovery that we are on today. Yes. And and where it took me, where it took me, and and most of the time we think, well, it took him to Calvary, it took him to crucifixion, but that's not really what he's talking about. He's Mm -hmm. saying where it took me was into mastery of life and death, Mm -hmm. mastery of healing, mastery of consciousness, it took me into mastery of myself. It brought me home to my own Christed beingness. So look what he's saying. He's saying that this Christed beingness was within him always. And he didn't realize it. And it's within us today. And we don't realize it. It is the image and likeness of God in which we were created. And, you know, we hear that all the time, don't we? Mm -hmm. We We do, do, but we don't don't think about it. We don't think about it, and we don't don't, believe that it's true. We don't own that. No, we don't, and we need to. We need, 
especially if we're going to to radically change this world, right? And radically change ourselves. And you know, it we comes must. to mind. It comes to mind to me um, that that's why we're doing this show. That's why we have this this radio show on this network about this mastery of consciousness. This is exactly what we're talking about. This is the whole impetus um, behind um, why we're even here, why we, uh, I can only speak to myself, why we came into ministry. Father Michael, can you make some comments about that for yourself and your own ministry? Well, once again, I want to commend you on taking us back at the beginning to that uh, quote, because it is the heart and the root of what Christ revealed to us of the Father's heart Mm -hmm. and what he continued to communicate through his ministry. And that is another word we use constantly, love. Mm -hmm. Do we own that? If there is one thing universally that is desired by every man, woman, and child, it's love. They would go through hell to find true love. And so, for even within my life, what has called me into the ministry, it's that, that root, that desire to love others, to love God to serve him with all my heart, and to love my neighbor as God loves me, and I should be loving them. I'm here to serve that love. I'm here to help empower people to find and go back to that root. That's why I often say, I and I am love and loving. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we were created to be and to express. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's. I, I think that's at the heart of most people who enter ministry, is uh, that, that truly enter into a ministry of service. And I think there are two kinds of ministry. I think there is a ministry of domination, and I think there is a ministry of service. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. depends on what your what your heart is. And you can clearly tell when, when you talk to people, uh, especially ministers, what their heart is. Is their yeah. heart domination, or is their heart service? And and. When you have a heart of service, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't mean that uh, you belittle yourself. It does it doesn't mean that you uh, being being love in the world. If you read if you read First uh, First Corinthians, uh, in First Corinthians, Paul explains pretty much what what agape love is. Mm-hmm. Which and and if you look at that, and and you go, your first reaction is well, that person's going to be destroyed in the world. 
You know, I can't be that because I'll be walked on. That that very thought tells you, you really need to, to do some interior work. Mm-hmm. Because th- that thought is a victim thought. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? When you right. can find yourself large enough to embrace unconditional love and to desire to be unconditional love, then you're moving from the victim mentality into the mentality of God. The mind of Christ is becoming your mind. And that's what this program is really all about. This program is to get you to really realize your essential nature as Christ and then to live that nature in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let that light shine. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's who, that's who we really are anyway. I mean, that's what we were well, created to exactly be. That's exactly right. And, and we create a separate identity. You see, we create this separate identity called Jesus. Right. right. And, and and we say, well, we're supposed to worship this separate identity. Jesus never, ever, ever said, worship me. He said, worship the Father that's within me. I do everything for him. Mm-hmm. And why did he say that? Because then he goes on later on after his resurrection and says, I give myself to you. To be you. Mm-hmm. You died with me and you rose with me. You ascended to heaven with me. You you know, believe this and live me. And and in living what he was talking about is living the Father or really allowing the Father to live you, which is really the way it is. Absolutely. That, uh, Absolutely. And I think those words of heaven, you know, you died with me and you rose with me and you went to heaven. I I think really all that means, you know, metaphorically and symbolically is there is no place that God is not. We are. You know, God is living us. The infinite creator is who we are, expressing love. Right. And all all that he did was a demonstration of that love to us. In overcoming death through resurrection, he proved to us, or should have proved to us, that we do not die. Yes. That there's no such thing as death. We continue to live on. Exactly. And, 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 you know, these are concepts that we don't think, because we think it applies only to him. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He doesn't realize that I am Jesus, you are Jesus, everyone is Jesus in, mm-hmm. in that context. You see what I'm saying? Right. What he did, he did as all humanity. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's like you it know, says here, in, it's like it goes on to say here in the text, you know. Um, it seems like those of us who go to church, you know, are going to appreciate what Christ did for us because we see him as the the spokesperson for God. But mm-hmm. what what really his message was 
is to follow that thread within us and likewise be that spokesperson. Absolutely. And we we miss that. We miss that. We do miss it. We don't. Go ahead. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. We've missed that somewhere along the way in all these churches. We've been so intent upon remembering every word he said and quoting chapter and verse when when we miss the whole point about being that. You know, we need to take up our rightful place. We need to be the vehicle through which God has a voice. We are the hands. We are the heart. We are the voice of of God in this three-dimensional reality. Right. And ultimately, what is the definition of worship? Bishop Linda? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were directing that at me. Well, I'm I'm not sure where you're going with that, Father Michael, so I'm going to I'm going to turn that one back on you. What is oh, it ultimately? Oh, all right. Ultimately, worship is the very love that God has placed within the human heart to, once again, to love him and to love our neighbor as he loves both of us. Love fulfills and perfects all things. Every desire we have ultimately comes back to love, which is the true worship of God in spirit and truth. We haven't fulfilled that worship, which always results in action, until we have loved ourselves and loved one another. As well, and loved loved ourselves as God loves us. What, what is that exactly. intimating to us? What is that intimating to us? Is it, how can how can we be something other than that? Exactly. We can't. That's our you, nature. You can't. So so perfect worship is not necessarily an act that that you do uh at a specific location. You, you <laughs> or know at what I mean? Time. Right, exactly. That's right. Exactly. Perfect worship is the realization that God all there is and that love is all there is and to be right. in awe of that. Yes. And then we carry that out within our daily lives. Exactly. But that you see, worship that's not is a- extended. But that's not how we are, at least in these times, that's not how we're necessarily indoctrinated to understand worship. Oh, absolutely not. Worship is you get up, you get down, you kneel, you stand, you recite, you, you know, you mimic, and you you learn a a set of recited and memorized prayers, and that is not worship. Right. In the sense of, of what Christ was trying to teach us. Right. And where is that? Living body. Yeah. It's Ours. not in the ritual. It's not in the hymns. It's not in all of those things that we do. 
in in the context of what we call worship, but it is in who we are as the people of God, the work of the people. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. To me, it's a living reality. I have yet found the perfect servant of God, the perfect priest, that can throw out the prayer book and really be Jesus in your presence and to bring Jesus out of the person he's serving, which is what we're called to do, which is what Christ patterned for us to do. Right, right, exactly. Oh, of myself, I do nothing, but my Father through me does all things, and it is so very good. Now you're getting ahead of this, Father. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so he says, because I have followed that thread, I can talk with you today. There are many of you that appreciate what I have done, because you see me as a spokesperson for the truth. Is it not time that you followed your own thread? Gee, we were just talking about this. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And become likewise a spokesperson for reality? And and that's what it is. It's reality. For just as you have been sent to me, there will be many sent to you as you step from being a seeker to a finder. For as you take up your rightful place, you become a vehicle through which the voice of God will creatively touch the lives of countless persons that you may never ever meet physically. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. You were birthed to be grand. You were birthed for greatness. You were birthed to shine for forth such light into this world that the world remembers the light is true and darkness is illusion. Be you therefore that which you are. <laughs> I love that. You are the light of the world, and I will delight in journeying with you. I can join with anyone who chooses to step into their own Christedness. The connecting thread is the thread of desire. And there's a powerful king to the quote-unquote kingdom, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Following the thread of desire is the key to that. Yes. And, uh, and then the Christ consciousness will flow out. Yes. Absolutely. And that's the Father's <laughs> desire to give us that kingdom in the fullness thereof. Exactly. Therefore, <clears throat> begin to turn towards the energy of desire within yourself to separate the wheat from the chaff by first learning to feel it for just a minute without judging it and then to deepen the process. You will reach the point, you know what this is, self-discovery. That's another name for this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You will reach the point where with every breath 
you breathe, you are in touch with the energy of desire, and that is the only voice that will give author that you will give authority to. Mm-hmm. And isn't that the key? Isn't that, that one of the keys? Powerful. Is that yeah? How, St. Paul tells us we're supposed to be living epistles. Mm-hmm. How can we be living epistles if we don't even hear the voice within ourselves? Absolutely. You will not be able to keep up with the loving creation that wants to express through you. You will marvel at the friends that come into your life and how your external solar system in which your planet is spinning, changes. <laughs> it's, 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 we, we got Norbu or whatever coming through us now, right? <laughs> you will marvel and wonder how it is all happening. You will finally discover that you are not the maker and doer of your life, that God wants to direct and make life through you. Then you will know the truth that sets you free. Of myself, I do nothing. But my Father, through me, does all things, and it is very good. And that's, you know, that I want to, in the beginning of this course, right in the beginning, we, we, we were doing processes to show what great creators we are, right? Mm-hmm. right. I have created this. I have created that. I have created this. I have created that. And, you know, there was nothing in that that was untrue. Mm-hmm. Because of who we truly are. Right. You see? Yes. Because we are, you know, but but at the beginning, you see, we, we took egoic responsibility. Right. It, look, it looked like, it, was, it looks like, oh, well, the ego is creating this and the ego is creating that. But when we begin to follow the thread of desire and we go back to the source of that desire, of that thought, of desire in our minds, mm-hmm. we realize that, hey, that wasn't my thought after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thought that was placed in my mind. Because, actually, aren't all thoughts placed in our mind? Absolutely. From either the outside or from the inside? Right. Our, our mind is just a receptacle of thought, and and we're, we're going to we're going to uh, be doing some processes uh, throughout that that's going to show us this that that mm-hmm. we are not our minds, we are not our thoughts. Right. Most of the thoughts that are in our mind, we didn't even put there. Right. Exactly. So, but until you follow that thread of desire back, you, you, you don't you don't learn it for yourself. You see, right? We we can give you great practices and we can tell you, you know, what the outcome of the practice is going to be. But right. unless you actually go through the practice, it's yeah. not real to you. It, it's yep. merely an intellectual uh, acquiescence. You've agreed well, with it. Yes. Taking it back to the very beginning in Genesis, one of the first acts 
God calls upon Adam and Eve, mankind and womankind, was my children, what are you going to name these creatures? In that, he was asking us to participate in his ongoing creation. He was asking us to speak the word of creation into creation by naming mm-hmm. the creatures. Mm-hmm. He then takes us one step further. When he says, oh, here I go again, back to that being fruitful and multiplying. I am calling you to replenish the earth with children of love and to bring them up in the very way in which you were created in love. Mm -hmm. To express in love. Oh, what a... Wonderful, beautiful picture that gives us. And how it should speak to each and every soul about their infinite value before God. Indeed. And then he, he goes on and says, Be therefore at peace and desire well. For when you feel desire, you are watering your roots with the energy of life itself. Trust it, embrace it, and let the petals of the rose blossom within your holy being. We love you. We are with you. If you could only see how much enlightened help there is surrounding you at any moment, you would never allow the fear of going astray with your desire to be victorious within your mind. You would step forth with boldness and all and all things would be made new again. How much of God's love are you willing to receive? Boy, that's powerful. To me, really another is. way of saying uh, that's another way of saying how much of the love of God are you because you are that. Yeah. Exactly. How much are you how going to of, allow to flow through you? How much of you are you going to be? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Much, so when we get, when you know the old adage, you know, know thyself. What does that really mean? Does it mean I should know Lee Peterson? No. It means I should know love. Yes. And you know that's this journey that we call life. Yes. You know, uh, in the in the next part of this whole idea, it talks about what we, you know, how we take our journey upon the earth, and making that commitment to take this journey. And the reason that we're here is because the, the experiences that we are having in this life, we could not have them any other way. Absolutely. So this is all about, our lives are all about discovering uh, who we really are. You know, it, it interests me when you read a lot of the mystics, 
Mm-hmm. And some of them, you know, many of them, you know, first of all, weren't even, you know, clergy in the Roman Catholic Church, but uh, right. were acknowledged by them. And even the ones, that, and the many of them who have left, because they could no longer hold true to the doctrine and dogma, because they discovered the relationship of who they really are, who's actually living through them. And yeah. um, and I think that's coming more and more and more into our consciousness right now, Father Michael. Do you see that happening in the world? <coughs> Absolutely. And I can say I can only say this. You look at all those doctrines. You look all at all those dogmas. What do they point back to? They point back to a experience. Right. The experience came first. The mystics, as you pointed out, one of the things they pointed out as part of the path was, do you really want to understand God? (laughs) Then you have to have self-knowledge, because there is no knowledge about God apart from the self. And it begins and ends there. And so, again, what the church has done, instead of allowing, as in the East, the continual, ongoing revelation of the Holy Spirit within each and every person in their lives, to shine forth those experiences and lead us into all of those experiences, which is fresh and new every morning, (laughs) we have simply put everything into stone and said, it's finished. It's no longer progressive. Well, truth may not be finished with us. And our journey, as John Newman said, in understanding the fullness of that truth, will always pro- be progressive. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Yes. And of course, God's having a marvelous time of getting to know Himself through each and every one of us. Exactly. to experience uh, the amazing creative power to desire, talking about desire, for the creator to desire to to experience all of that creation is pretty amazing. Right. And to know what are we constantly told in the catechism? What's the purpose for man? To know God, to love God, to serve God, and to express God through glorifying him within our lives. Right. Well, the, the the catechism would clearly state that it's to glorify God within the church. We are the church, are we not? They don't uh, that's not what the church stones? says. That oh, that's okay. that but that's not what that's not what the church that's not what the church says. The church When says, you say church, no which one are you talking about here? The Roman, <laughs> primarily the Roman Catholic Church. Roman Catholic Church, okay. 
that well, that's that's who wrote the catechism. Right. Uh, I, I find in the Baltimore Catechism the first sentence to be the majority of truth in that, and that right. is that the finite mind will never understand God. Right. And uh, and that's but why God can be. Go ahead. God can be Sorry. experienced. So what the catechism is saying, what the catechism is saying is that we figured it out for you. Mm-hmm. And here exactly. it is. Exactly. Right. Because, the, you see, the life of Christ is to be our life. We are to be Christ's being. That, that's, that's in total, I mean, that's heresy to the church. Mm-hmm. The, the, church, the church tells you that it is, not Christ, that it is the ark of salvation. There is no salvation found outside of the church. Not realizing that the church can only be Christ. Exactly. And 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 that is that is their take on it is top down, not bottom up. Right. Right. And yet, I hate to tell you, Bishop, without Christ, there are no bishops. (laughs) That's right. And there is no church. Without, without, absolutely, absolutely. But what the church has done is turned it around, I think. Right. And inside out. Yeah. But not, not that there's not room for that. You see, I, I believe that the 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 church is the exoteric form of Christianity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it needs to be reflective of the esoteric form of Christianity. Well, we're getting to we're getting to we're getting far off. <laughs> Can we ever do that? <laughs> Us? No. No. Okay, so let's get back to the idea that uh, we're taking this journey and we talked about, you know, well, I love this analogy here in this in this next uh, part where it says, you know, we go to a university and we pursue a degree and uh, although we get an idea of, you know, the pathway that may that this may bring to us, uh, you know, is it not true that the relationships which come along the way it's the knowledge that reveals itself to you through these relationships, and even the end result of accomplishing the degree always seems to be different yes. and, and, and much richer than you would have imagined when you began that journey. And wasn't that the original seminary? Our relationship to Christ. Exactly. That is the only seminary I know of that Christ had. Exactly. He had a relationship with... And then he said, Peter, feed my sheep. Well, Lord, what am I supposed to feed them on? Me, of course, Peter. Give them me. And in that they will find themselves, in that they will find me, in that they will find the Spirit, in that they will find the fullness of the Father, ever-present within them and all around them. 
The Journey of Desire. Yep, exactly. The Journey of Desire, indeed. Bishop Lee? And then it, and then yeah, it goes on to talk about commitment. That therefore understand well that the way of the heart requires the willingness to commit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what are you going to commit your life to? Are you going to commit your life to your job, to your outside world? Are you going to commit to learning who you truly are? Commitment is nothing more than a deliberate discussion. That's decision, a deliberate decision that something will be so. Just as with all aspects of the experience you have ever known, when all your being is involved in the willingness to make a decision, there is literally nothing that can prevent you from the accomplishment of your goal. But you know, there's a whole lot in that one little sentence. Oh boy, there sure is. Yeah. You know, when all of your being is involved in the willingness, first of all, you have to know who all of that being is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, so at first you're making a, a mental assent to this. Oh, yes, I'm committed. But that is not a commitment of your whole being. You see, that's just a mental ascent. When you discover, as you go through this, and as you go through your life, because this is nothing more than your life, mm-hmm. and it's just giving you little questions to ask yourself as you're living your life. Uh, as you follow that thread of desire, you begin to discover who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And then with that increasing knowledge you continue to commit yourself and that's based on willingness you have to be willing to make a decision but you also have to be willing to know who you are you want to take it from there Linda Marie Um, let's let Father Michael take it for a moment Okay. Would you, Father Michael? Okay, sure. Rest assured, whenever you when whenever you believe you have not succeeded or not completed some decision fueled by desire, it is because you were simply not wholly committed. Hmm. or decided to change your mind. And when you change your mind, you literally change what you experience in the world or in the solar system in which your self spins. The way of the heart, then, does indeed require the decision of commitment. And I say unto you, that when you wholly commit to discovering the way of the heart, 
you will discover a way of being in the world that is not here. You will discover a way of walking through life in which you experience being uplifted by, that, by something that seems to be forever beyond you, yet is within you. You as the core, the essence of your very being. Mm-hmm. Again, let that rose blossom. Trust it. Embrace it. Exactly. And that's, therein comes the, uh, you know, the great uh, challenge for us. You know, we're so, we, it's so much easier to trust what we think we see out external. We think that's, you know, real. And, uh, but this is the challenge here. This is, to me, what ministry is all about for me, is being that in the world modeling that behavior and when mm-hmm. asked just just being able to say you know i i'm trusting that you know i have a grandson who's going through his you know teenage temptations and all of that yes and you know it gives you great cause for worry but i have to keep deferring to the fact the same christ the the same wisdom the same power that is within me was is within is christ him. is within me is within him and every time something comes into my energy field of, of emotion that begins to make me feel something, I just say, no. The presence of God is within him, and I completely and totally trust it. Yes. You know, it's not enough to trust it for myself. I have to trust yes. it for everyone else. Yes. Absolutely right. And when you begin to trust it, doesn't it start to surface in that other individual? Yes. Oh, absolutely. We're beginning to see glimpses of that. Mm-hmm. And it's as hard much to say, as our, you know. <laughs> it's hard to let go and let God. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Father Michael. As much as we have resisted that in the past, what has that caused? But restrictions restriction within ourselves and the people around us. Exactly. Restriction within ourselves, that's the key. That's our signal. When we begin to feel that, we need to know, wait a minute, you know. Allow. Allow, allow, allow. allow. I'm trying to control, control, control. (laughs) You know, I think I know what the right outcome is for him, so I'm going to make that happen. No, 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 no. God knows the right outcome. He's created the same way as Christ and me and you and everyone else, and we have to trust his process. Uh, God is expressing through him and will, in the end, no matter how it looks like, that will be what prevails. Yes. Well, it's been a wonderful discussion this evening. Um, I just want to remind everybody that we're here Tuesdays. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time here on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, and we, we appreciate your listening support. We are really touched by the numbers of, of you who listen to our shows um, live and on demand, and, of course, all of our programs are de- available on uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Way of Consciousness. You scroll down the page, 
and all of our pre-record our shows are recorded and can be listened to at any time. And we appreciate the many we appreciate the many 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 of you who do just that. And uh, we also appreciate receiving your emails. That address again is ofjcommunity at gmail dot com. And uh, in our opening and closing message, and of course on the slides, if you're listening online. Uh, you have the information and websites and email addresses to to contact us. Um, I'd like to announce that next week we're going to have a guest author on the show, um, Louis Charles, correct, uh, Bishop Lee, who wrote uh, a, a, a quite a, a few books, and he's going to be our guest and talk about his his particular journey and and his books. And um, in order to uh, to accommodate um, uh, Lewis Charles. We're going to actually broadcast our show on Sunday next week, October 2nd, at, at, at um, 9 p.m. Central, which is actually 10 p.m. Eastern. And that show will air again at our regular time, which is uh, every Tuesday um, at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. So if you happen to be available next Sunday, October 2nd at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, etc., we will be broadcasting live, live with our guest author, Lewis Charles, and that show will then air uh, again on Tuesday, October 4th at our normal broadcasting time. So, um, Bishop Lee, any closing uh, thoughts for this evening's show? Yeah, uh, October the 4th is St. Francis Day. Oh, Francis <laughs> Day. <laughs> so well, we'll be busy blessing animals. <laughs> well, good. And we must and invite St. Clair. Yes, yes, we must have St. Clair, absolutely. Yes. Have you been to Assisi, Father Michael? No, I haven't. I was blessed to have been able to go there with some friends of mine who are uh, Catholic nuns. Uh, several years ago, right. I went to Assisi, and uh, and to be in the cathedral of uh, San Francesco uh, was quite a paramount experience in my life. And uh, oh, I, I know that wonderful. it was awesome. It was extraordinary. I can't wait to. I hope, want to go back to Assisi someday because that's how powerful it was. But the Order of the Friends of Yeshua and our you know, presiding bishop, Lee Allen Peterson, of course, is a Franciscan, started out as a Franciscan He couldn't Franciscan be anything monk. else. No, he couldn't, could he? <laughs> yeah. And you know what's interesting Benedictine. about St. Francis? Benedictine, I could have been Benedictine. Well, you could have been, but what? I, don't, I don't think you would have lasted too long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. Thank God Depends on how much Benedictine they'd let me have. <laughs> but St. Francis truly lived, allowed God to live through him. Yes, absolutely. And and didn't live up live up to anyone's expectation of that. He allowed whatever was to occur through him uh happen and he followed that relationship that he had with God within him. And yep. most of the mystics similarly lived what they believed and what they knew to be the call of God within them. In fact, St. Francis was not even he was not ordained a Roman Catholic priest, was he, Bishop Lee? Mm. No. No. No, he was, yeah, so sometimes we get the idea that many of these saints, you know, uh, because the church, you know, makes them saints, the Roman, of course, church, that all of them must have, they just must have been, you know, 
clergy in that church, and that's not necessarily the case. So uh, I always like to remember that when I think about St. Francis. So thanks, well, isn't thanks. It, yes. isn't it interesting that I was taught that, uh, um, you know why most people ended up becoming monastic? No, because why? Why? They they were naughty children within their church. <laughs> <laughs> and that reminds me of an old joke. <laughs> no, yes. no, no, we won't Share go with that. Okay. <laughs> oh gosh, you fellas are amazing. Anyway, uh, it it is such an absolute blessing and a joy to be able to have this discussion with the both of you each Tuesday evening here and talk about. Uh, following that within us and listening to that and trusting it, however that looks in your yeah. life, to trust that yeah. relationship that you've developed with the Creator within within you, and 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 if and if if just one person out there can uh, do some of the techniques we talk about and learn to recognize that Creator consciousness, God within us, and have the courage to just live that the way that Christ modeled it, then then we've really um, uh, we're we're honoring the call of ministry within within each of us. And also, just know, just know how infinitely loved you are. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You are the Bishop beloved of your beloved. Yes. That's right. Bishop Lee, would you offer a closing blessing for everyone listening? Dear Creator, we ask that you live your life of creation through us. Show us who we truly are. Reveal your life in us. Reveal the truth, the reality of yourself in us. That we may live that life. Create in us the holy desire to be all that we are created to be. So that we may live this truth and show it to the world. Amen. Amen. So it is. Thank you both very much. God bless, and we send you peace. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on The Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development in seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ community, 
or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to OFJcommunity at gmail.com. That's OFJcommunity. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.